George Tech head coach Jeff Collins, weekly press conference. Coach, if you could start with a quick statement before we have questions from, from the media. I would love to, Mike. Um, so obviously we've got some new uh, some new gear. Uh, so I, I'm the kid in Christmas that got all his new gear in the first day of school, would wear it on the first day where most kids wait. I didn't do that. So uh, our equipment guys got us some new gear for uh, Saturday's game, you know, wearing the Onyx gray uniforms. Uh, they're going to look great. Uh, but I think the, the message behind them uh, is the thing that's, that's really important with the Atlanta child care. Um, and the hospital and all those things, I think that's special. And to be able to represent that on Cape Day, and uh, I'm sure we'll be walking down with Yellow Jacket Alley with the capes, so that'll be uh, a nice look. Um, review of Saturday, um, tried to, just like we always do every single week, we don't really spend a lot of time talking about our opponent. And, uh, but, you know, I woke up Sunday morning, um, glad that one was over. Um, had not known because I try to compartmentalize everything. Um, you know, I didn't know going into that how emotional it was going to be for me and for a lot of the members of our coaching staff. Um, that's a really, really good football team that we played. Uh, a great roster that we developed. A great roster uh, that we recruited. Uh, the you know some of the things to take away from it. Um, we understand how good they are, but our guys went up there and battled and competed. And you know, except for a couple of um, you know errors on our part where uh, coughed the ball up three times in the red zone, uh, scoop and score for a touchdown. I mean, it was our guys really played hard. They competed. Uh, they battled. And, uh, you know, over the last three years, uh, the things to take away from it, uh, I think there's been, uh, what, eight guys drafted um, in the past three years. Four more have gone, over, gone on to make teams as undrafted free agents from the, the place we just left. And uh, in that same time span, I think we've had a kicker. Um, so the, the, we need to uh, make sure we're developing, recruiting at a high level um, at this great institution um, so that we're you know, giving our guys chances to play at the highest level, um, to play on the next level. Um, and so to have our guys that are going to be successful when they leave this great institution um, because of the great academics and the uh, internships and all the connections that they're making from one of the top academic institutions in the country. Uh, but a lot of our guys in that locker room, a lot of the guys that we're going to recruit to bring into our culture um, have dreams and aspirations to play on Sundays. And uh, the way we do things and the, the processes that we go through, the schemes that we run offensively, defensively, and special teams um, are going to afford our guys uh, the ability to do that and uh, you know so I'm excited moving forward um, had some really good performances last week during the week the first thing we always talk about we're a developmental program some guys that really stood out on the developmental team Ryan Lance at quarterback uh, Taylor McCauley at linebacker uh, Taylor actually got to make the trip um, this is a, a true freshman walk-on that has come in I think has impressed everybody um, on the coaching staff uh, with his attitude, his work ethic, and all those things. He made the trip to Philadelphia with us. Jemias Griffin was the special teams developmental player of the week last week. He was on the scout team special teams, and he was flying around. He was blocking punts. Um, he was going really, really hard. And then you see him on Saturday as a true freshman tailback, um, getting carries, uh, impacting the game, and he's doing it the right way. Because in our culture, special teams is the first priority. 
So he took pride in his special team's performances, and it paid off, and he got carries, he got touches. Uh, you know, when JP went down, uh, Jerry Howard, Dante Smith, are really good running backs as well, and they contributed at a high level on special teams, um, you know, and, and on offense. But it's because Jemias went so hard on special teams throughout the week, uh, he was able to put himself in a position uh, to get on the field. Some guys that uh, we also brought, Olin Broadway, uh, who's a walk-on linebacker that is just such a force of energy in our program, positively uh, brings a great attitude every single day that you know kind of uh, elevates everybody around. And we brought him on the trip. Uh, Jair Hawkins Anderson did a really nice job uh, throughout the entire game. Had energy, had juice, was positively affecting his teammates in a hostile environment on the road. Those guys really stepped up to provide energy and juice for our guys. Uh, Kelton Dawson. I talked about him on my radio show or on our radio show last night, uh, just his growth and maturity since we first got here and just who he's become, the man he's become, the teammate he's become, the leader that he's developing into uh, is really, really special. Uh, played really good on defense, uh, but then during the breaks he was down there positively affecting the offensive guys, uh, keeping the mood going, uh, making sure everybody knows we have each other's back. So that was really cool to see. And uh, you just understand this, in this program, on our sidelines, we are going to have guys that have energy, that are going to have juice, that are going to be jumping up and down. When critical situations arise, they are going to be elevating people's uh, uh, performance around them. They're going to be cheering for their teammates. That's what big time programs do. So when you see our guys on the sidelines having fun, positively affecting each other, jumping up on down, jumping up and down on third downs, getting excited when we're about to run down and cover a kickoff, getting excited when we're about to be on a kickoff return unit, that's what big time programs do, and that's what our guys are going to do to provide energy and juice uh, for the guys that are out there playing. Uh, performances, uh, offensively, defense, special teams, Jaitlin Askew, um, the Charlie Thomas safety, uh, Antoine Owens, Charlie Thomas got a safety. That was because of our punt team. Jaitlin Askew, Nathan Cottrell covering the punt, downing it on the one-yard line, Presley Harvin being unselfish to get the ball exactly where it needed to be, and then we got the safety, uh, which was really, really good for us. Uh, David Curry had a big game again. Zach Quinney, really proud of his development, you know, going from being a triple option offensive lineman to now being in an NFL spread system where he's having to do a lot of different things uh, that are outside of his normal muscle memory. And uh, he's doing really good in developing every single day. Uh, I got to imagine he's going to be one of the best linemen in the ACC for years to come. So really proud of him. And I think everybody saw Jalen Camp's uh, performance on Saturday, the way he was going up fighting for the ball and uh, doing those kind of things. Um, the interesting thing about Jalen is didn't go through preseason camp didn't go through a lot of the summer conditioning. Um, we've had to manage his reps throughout this entire season just to be able to get him uh, to game day. During the bye week, met with his family and uh, you know had a long conversation for what's the best for Jalen's future. Um, and because he's going to have to have surgery at some point. I won't disclose what the surgery is, but he's going to have surgery at some point. And I've said since I've got here, everything that we do in this program is for our football players. And Jalen has a future in this game. Um, 
So he was going to have to have surgery one way, shape, or form, and for him to have the best opportunity for a future in this game, uh, thought it was best. Him, his, his family, myself, the coaching staff, the training staff, thought it was best to go ahead and have it uh, actually up in Philadelphia. And uh, we just managed his reps, managed him to get him through, and then he went out there and played really, really hard um, in the game and then uh, had surgery this morning. He's out of it, um, so he'll be out for the season just like Kenny Cooper, just like Jahazel Lee, just like Brad Morgan. Um, but, you know, the nice thing about Jahazel, um, Kenny, and uh, Jalen is they're going to have a redshirt year and they're going to be able to come back. And I think that speaks volumes to the relationships they have with our coaching staff, how they feel about this program, uh, that they've given of themselves to fight their way, to contribute as much as they could this year, um, and then want to give themselves the opportunity to come back. I think that's really, really special. And uh, they're great young men that we're, we're proud and lucky to coach. Um, I know it got brought up last night uh, about our senior class. Um, that it's a, what's the second smallest in the country, um, but the, the men that are in that group um, are really, really special. I think it's eight, two of them. Uh, we brought in uh, Jared Southers, Tyler Davis. We brought in um, as grad transfers, um, have been transformational as far as building the culture, establishing a standard um, of how we do things in this organization. And uh, even though it's a small group, the power that they have, the men that they are, um, is really special. And just coming to work every single day, um, their contributions, whether it be just in the locker room or whether it be on special teams, uh, offensively or defensively, you know, I, I'm I'm really lucky to coach them. So, um, with that, I'll question. answer questions. If you have a question, please raise your hand. Get a microphone. Hey, Rob. Right here. Rob. Rob. Um, I guess. You talk about injuries too. The way the culture is set up, the first thing in our culture, there, there's the highest honors to be a great teammate. So if you're going to be one of us and be a part of our culture, you have to be a great teammate. So you start there. Who's a great teammate? And then once you become a great teammate, you can start evolving to positively affecting others and be a great leader. And then we talk about you cannot be a great leader in this program unless you're first a great teammate. And, uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are in that role. There's some that are evolving into becoming more and more. And uh, so I don't really want to name names, um, but there, there, are, there are a lot of them that are growing and developing. And here's the interesting thing about we have a small senior class. Um, and most times, seniors, they go through a program, they learn the standards, the belief systems, what is going to elevate the program. And after three years or even four years, now they're able to pass down all that wisdom to the younger guys. Well, these guys that are seniors, and even though it's a small group, they've been learning all of those things, the expectations, the standards, the culture, our processes that we go through to be elite they're kind of learning them as real in real time with some of the younger guys, um, but they've been amazing how they bought into it, um, how they it resonates with them. Uh, today's practice, actually, and I wasn't planning to do this. Uh, at the end of practice, I called the 18. 
they know who they are. I called the 18 up and talked to them about how I thought practice was really good today because the coaches got to actually coach scheme and fundamentals. We've been having to coach effort and culture and competing and all of our processes for so long, but when we need to be worried about scheme and fundamentals and technique, but there's so many other layers that we have to get right. Um, today, I thought our older guys, the guys that are developing into leaders and great teammates, actually took the point to make sure they're holding guys accountable for the effort because they understand what the standard is. Running on and off the field, all the things that we preach and teach, they were reinforcing those things. So when that happens, what big time programs do, now the coaches just get to focus on X's and O's and fundamentals because the cultural piece, once you get it set, once you get it established, that is player led. Well, they're all still learning what those things are and uh, I was really proud of them today, how they took that next step um, towards being an elite program to do those things. So, Rod, when you look at the, the kick re return game, uh, the guys you have returning kicks, is that still a work in progress? And could we see Tobias back there again? Uh, yes. Uh, there's, you know, we do some very unique and innovative things in the return game and all of our special teams, um, but there's some specialized things that we do. Um, we knew last week Tobias was going to have a, a large, large role at quarterback, so we limited that, you know, that emphasis on uh, the kickoff return game, but he's a dynamic athlete. Um, he's one of the most elite athletes that I've ever been blessed to be around or be able to coach. Um, he's a relentless competitor. Uh, all of those things are special. So um, we'll continue to work him in in every phase of our program. Um, however we can get him the ball, um, we're going to continue to do that. Next question. Okay. Uh, to go back to what you're talking about seniors, I hear what you're saying about how they are leading but I, to, to some degree, I imagine it has an impact of, of just not having more of having, you know, what they're doing to seniors of having played a lot and, and being able to contribute on the field, sure. but also providing you know, leadership and that kind of Is that kind of what you experienced? That it, you know, maybe if you had more, you might see, you know, play back a little different. I mean, there's, I think the numbers downstairs, so I think. Um, over 65% of the snaps are by freshmen, true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, or sophomores in the entire organization. Actually, might even be higher than that. Um, but that's it is what it is. Um, the, the guys are coming to work every single day. Um, yeah, you'd have to ask the guys how that how that affects them. But I just know that the the small group of guys that we do have. Um, I, I'm just lucky I get to coach them every single day and build relationships with them. One of the coolest parts that we do, um, our Focus Friday, when we do our walkthrough, our kick script, uh, all of those things on Friday before we go to the, the hotel or go to the away trip. So we go out there. It's actually it happens out there on Bobby Dodd, um, Grant Field. Uh, Dylan Leonard and Dylan Devaney during that walkthrough, we all wear our jersey, we all wear, it's the first time all week we all wear the same color. Right? So defense wears one color during the week, offense wears a different color. We go to our Friday walkthrough, everybody's in the same color of what we're going to wear on Saturday. And Dylan Leonard and Dylan Devaney switch jerseys with Tyler Cooksey and Tyler Davis. And it was really, really cool, just in honor of you two have shown us how to be uh, Georgia Tech student-athletes, how to be members of this football program, 
both of those two young guys are playing um, and playing pretty good, actually. Um, and I thought that was a cool moment. Uh, hopefully that kind of thing kind of even expands because it was really neat. Um, but just the, the how much we care about those guys, even though it might be a small group, um, we're all in it to make sure their experience um, is memorable and positive and uh, those kind of things. Time for a few more for Coach. It's kind of interesting when you look back objectively over the first couple of games, the last couple of games. You are a handful of plays away from game three tied or winning <laughs> set games, and you've just had literally the worst luck. You've had basically one lucky break all year in the USF game. Sure. That we've, we forced it. Yeah, we forced it. For, yeah, yeah, we forced it. We earned it. Way. We earned it and forced yeah. it. Yes, thank you. Um, so I guess kind of how do you how do you deal with that as a coach? It's unusual to, to have everything that could go wrong go wrong. And how do you tell your guys? Because it seems like the stats and all the things look worse than they are for where you guys are at compared to how you're competing in games. So I know exactly what's happening in that locker room. I know exactly what uh, we walked into, the situation we walked into. Um, I know exactly how far our guys have come, the culture development, the development of our players. You look at the before pictures and you look at the after pictures. Once our strength staff got a hold, hold of them and develop them, you look at our developmental squad, the gains that they've made even since August, not to mention since they got here in June, what they've developed since August how they look, how they carry themselves, the way they think, the way they talk, the way they process, the way they attack practice. It is so far um, beyond what we started with. And, uh, you know, so I, it's just one of those things to just be positive, have the right mindset. I know exactly where this place is going to be. I know exactly where we are and come to work every single day to chip away to make it better and better and better. And, uh, you know, the... the the, the, one of the biggest things that I think is, you know, I've been blessed. I don't know if it's upbringing. I don't know what it is, um, is having the ability, if there's a setback or there's a setback, there is zero lack of enthusiasm that I have on a daily basis. I know exactly what I want to accomplish. I'm committed to it, and I said it last night on the radio show. I'm either going to find a way or I'm going to make one, and I think I'm surrounded by a coaching staff, I'm surrounded by a group of players in that locker room that's on the same mission that I am. And uh, there's a lot of people that are former players uh, that reach out to me every day that are all in and uh, see exactly where we're going, are excited about the future. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing we hold our hat, hat on is to surround yourself with people on the same mission as you, attack every single day with relentless effort. Uh, myself and our coaching staff live and breathe the culture that we teach to our guys because uh, if not, it's disingenuous and it's going to come across as fake. But they know if we live it and we breathe, breathe it and we attack every single day the way we're asking them to, then they will as well. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm lucky to coach these guys uh, regardless of any outside circumstances. The results, once we get the process and the culture ingrained, um, are going to come. So I'm excited about that. John, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's special. I mean, you you look at the uh, uh, one of the, I think one of the best traditions in college football now um, is the University of Iowa in Kinnick Stadium, and 
you know, waving at the at the patients up in the, I think it's the cancer ward. Well, I think that's one of the greatest traditions right now um, in college football because it's helping other people deal with something that they're going through and showing positive support, giving of yourself for the benefit of others. I think that kind of stuff is important. Um, and I think our guys, it resonates with our guys. Um, so I, I'm just excited about the fact that we get to represent such a great organization. Um, my daughter actually goes to preschool or early learner school, whatever it is. She does at three years old. But <laughs> um, but uh, one of the, the parents of another kid in her class um, is with the children's health care and how much it means uh, to those patients and those young people. Uh, that are battling and just knowing that we're all thinking about them, um, that we're playing in honor of them and out of respect and love, and we're supporting them uh, all the way through. So looking good is great, but the cause and the meaning behind uh, what we're wearing, I think, is the, the most special. Quick one to wrap it up. We'll go Tori, David, and then Ken, did you have a last one? Yeah. Kind of getting a little game specific for prepping for this week. I know the DBs are the group that you primarily work with sure. in practice. Sure. What is the message kind of going into facing Sam Howell and yeah. UNC's air attack? Yeah, I mean they're they're really good, and you look at their 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 offensive line. I mean they're they're some big guys, athletic guys, physical guys. I, mean, I think they go six eight, six seven, six eight uh, across the offensive line. They're big, they're physical. Um, they do a really good job um, in the run game, and are surprisingly athletic in the pass game. Uh, the quarterback makes really good decisions and knows exactly where to go with the ball. Uh, it's going to be a lot more tempo uh, than what we played on Saturday. And uh, so just being able to line up, adjust to the formations, because um, it's going to be going fast. And uh, they've got really good players on the perimeter, and they've got a, a whole group of running backs. So they just roll in and play at a high level. So uh, it's going to be a challenge. And uh, you know they run, they're running the ball really well, and then they're taking shots. So we're going to have to do some things, and just like we do every single game, is we move stress around, and with the hopes that the stress that we're exposed to, we can hold up. And uh, the guys understand how we do things now. They understand when that stress is on them, and how to counteract it, and how to uh, be able to react and make plays. But I think there's a lot of confidence in that group. My, my favorite thing, it's, and it's that group in particular, um, we play a lot of people, right? We're playing on average 27 to 30 players on each side of the ball, which is a lot. But they embrace it. Bruce Jordan, Swill, and Charlie Thomas both played about 42 plays in the game. Zero animosity, zero worried about stats. Charlie knows that a Bruce is in. Bruce is going to play really hard. And then Charlie's going to come in. Nobody's having to save themselves, having to worry about playing 80 plays. You get to play really hard. And it's the same thing on the back end. We're rotating a lot of guys in. There's probably 11 to 12 DBs that play every single game. And they can play as hard as they can possibly play because they know there's going to be guys that come in. And so as preparing a guy for the next level, when the NFL scouts watch your tape, they make a cut-up of all your plays, all your point-of-attack plays. Well, if there's some plays that there's going to be loafs and there's going to be poor efforts, well, if you're having to play 80 plays, there's going to be natural progression where you're going to – there might be a couple plays that aren't – you're because you're tired. Well, in our system, the way we do things, everybody's playing at a high level. We're rotating guys in, so everybody's playing with max effort all the time. So getting ready to play at the next level, there aren't any of those bad plays. 
because you're able to pour it out there and play with relentless effort all the time because you know the next guy that comes in is accountable to you, you're accountable to him, and y'all are going to be able to play at a high level. Um, and I think that's really cool, and it's showing up on the back end. Um, I don't know where we're at past defense, but the, the, our DB coaches are doing a really nice job, and Coach Thacker does a really nice job uh, moving stress around um, you know, to put us in a really good position. Quick ones, David, and then Kyle. So it's just our process. We talk about our process every single week. Today we had the situations that we had. We had coming out. Uh, we had short yardage. We had goal line. We sprinkled in some of the lower third down situations. Uh, tomorrow will be a big red zone day. It'll be third and long day. Um, so we have a process, and I think, and Mike brought this up to me earlier, it's actually starting right now. There's actually going to start getting it to be a rhythm. Right, we had a Thursday night game, and then we had uh, the bye week, and then so now we're going to start being able to get into a rhythm, and our guys are starting to get a feel for. All right, here's what Sunday practice is like. Okay, here's my routine. Here's what I'm going to do on my off day. Here's what I'm going to do academically. Here's what I'm going to do in Tuesday's practice. Here's what I'm going to watch on Tuesday night when I roll and stretch, when I contrast. So they're going to be able to start building on their processes. And as you build your processes, that's when you have a chance to be really, really good. And I think our guys are starting to figure out that piece of it. And, uh, you know, once they get that process going, I think the results for them individually and collectively are going to be really good. Kim? Uh, two quick things. One, to go back to what you're saying about the improvements, you haven't missed. Can you, it's obviously, I think, still look at, you know, still on display and, you know, they're not going to go. Can you kind of point to one or two things that, so the first question was just points of things that are noticeable that are getting better um, I think tackling because everything is about blocking and tackling in this game and effort to the football. And every single game, uh, I think we have tackled at a really high level. We've run to the ball. We've had overlap in the defense. We've had gap integrity. Um, there's been fewer and fewer explosive plays um, since the first game. And uh, guys are understanding through trials uh, how to make sure they're covering for each other and playing their gap and doing their job and playing responsibly. Uh, but the running to the ball and the tackling piece has been really good. Um, it's still an evolution in the blocking. I mean, for 11 years, it's been a four-point stance, firing off the ball, running three yards on the track, and cut blocking. And there's nothing wrong with that, um, but it's muscle memory that we're constantly breaking to being a more nimble 60% uh, weight over your instep and having no slide protection, having to drop back protection, play action protection, running zone read, running outside zone, running powers, running counters, running stretches. There's a lot that we're doing that what these guys are going to have to do when they play at the next level and for us to be able to recruit at a high level uh, to get the elite players that want to stay in the city of Atlanta, want to go to a top 10 academic institution, uh, want to be a part of a culture that's positive and energetic and wants to be one of the best in college football. You have to put them in positions to have that kind of explosiveness uh, in the offense and for them to be able to see themselves playing on the next level. So it is a progression. Our guys are doing a great job. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of moving pieces along the offensive line. 
Um, we've had three walk-ons that are doing a great job for us. Chet Lagod, William Lay, Hamp Gibbs, um, probably never uh, in preseason camp, if you had asked them honestly, probably didn't see themselves getting on the field very much. And they're playing meaningful reps for us. And the way we practice all throughout the spring, all throughout preseason, is four times like this. So when a walk-on has to step up and play for us, he does. Uh, we had uh, Josh Blancado, a walk-on wide receiver, out there returning punts for us. It's good. We're excited. Richie Stanzioni, every single day when we're out there, is making a contribution. He starts on two special teams. Um, so we're just uh, – these are the guys that we're lucky to coach, and we're coaching them at a high level, and they're getting better every single day, fundamentally – knowing what they're doing in the execution of how we run our offense, defense, and special teams. And uh, it's really good. And what was the second one? Oh, yep. So obviously I can't talk about, you know, officiating. So, um, but I think they're in every game. Um, there's calls that, you know, can have an impact uh, in the game. So I think I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Thanks, guys. Where's he at?